Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. All right. Got a lot going on. Everybody happy today? We're in a a series called Dear Jesus, and um, I hope today changes uh, some things for you. And uh, a lot happening. If you saw... um, we have 21 days of prayer and fasting going on. If you haven't got to join us in the morning at uh, 6 a.m., come on tomorrow morning. We'll give you another opportunity every single day. You get an opportunity, 6 a.m. We pray 6 to 7. It's been strong. Uh, you see the prayer wall out there. Man, put your prayer request out there. We'd love to pray. We've already seen a couple miracles. One young man uh, had a horrific accident at work about a week ago or, or three days ago, I believe. I, I don't know. Time's gotten away from me when I'm getting up at 6 a.m. for prayer. Well, 5 a.m. But, but he had a, a wall fall on his back. And uh, he's 20-something years old, little baby, uh, wonderful family. Uh, the wall fell on his back, separated his spinal cord, and was paralyzed uh, from the waist down. Doctor said he'll never walk again. Uh, they shot that to the prayer chain, got it to all of you guys who were praying. We were praying on Sunday uh, or throughout the week, and he, um, he went back to the hospital, and the spinal cord is not separated when they got in there, and there's tingling in his feet. He can feel his legs, and so there's a, mir- a miracle God did in his back just through prayer. And so prayer, prayer works. I heard someone say yesterday, uh, preaching that every failure in our life is a failure to pray. Whoo. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I, it hit me hard. You know, I was like, man, he said it over. He's like, every failure in our life is a failure to pray. And so, uh, you know, no, no matter the outcome, if we haven't prayed in an area, sometimes it's easy to have failure set in. So man, let's pray together. If you can come in the mornings and let's pray. And then uh, we're just going to believe God for, to continue to do miracles. And um, we're believing for unity. We're believing for prayer and fasting and just God to break through in your life. And then we have a, an annual anointing service at the end of this month. So the last service of this month, uh, we're going to have multiple ministry teams down here. I'm going to pray over them. We'll have the oil out. We're going to anoint them with oil. And then we're going to put uh, during worship, it's going to be extended. And that's in the morning. And we ask if you'd like, there'd be couples and they're hearing from God, praying to hear God, that you would come forward. And we just, just we have an anointing service, which means they're just going to take a little oil. It's very biblical. The oil symbolizes the Holy Spirit in the Bible. It's a symbol. And they will just grab your hands, anoint you, pray over you for about 15 seconds, 30 seconds to hear from heaven. They might hear a word from God from heaven or something for you and just anointing you for 2022. How many of us know we need to be anointed for 2022? So you might not be used to anointing or anything like that, but it's very biblical. It's called uh, just to anoint one another with oil. It really symbolizes separating ourselves to God for the year and that God would just continue to work on and through our life. And so we do that the last Sunday of the month. It'll be powerful. Bring a family, bring friends, bring, bring relatives, because we, we, we believe God's going to move uh, during that time. And then that evening, the last Sunday of the month, at the end of our fast, we have an encounter January the 30th. I'm telling you, come on, let's pack this place to the walls. It is going to be an amazing night after we fasted for 21 days and then coming together to worship as a church together. And uh, we have a a guest worship pastor coming in that's going to be working with Pastor Justin, uh, Matthew Lynch. I don't remember if you guys remember him, but he came a little bit over a year ago in October and led an encounter. That was the night that that supernatural miracle happened. And literally people all across the room heard this roaring stadium sound of heaven enter into this room. It was it was correct. Was anybody here? Who was here? You, You heard it. 
you heard. I mean, it was, everybody was like, what is that? And, and the Holy Spirit just told me it was Hebrews uh, where he said that there's a, a cloud of witnesses cheering you on from heaven. It was a, a time in our church where heaven, I don't, I'm not, I told Matt, no pressure. You just need the heavens to open and shout into our auditorium again. No pressure. You know, and again, we don't chase that kind of stuff, but that is, it was amazing. We, we, we put, we have a, we, we remember it. And, uh, and I just think it was going to be a powerful, uh, end of this month worshiping together that way. And Matt will be here for Sunday morning and Sunday night. So it's going to be a great time. And then today coming in, you might've seen a little connect group pop-up table out there in the lobby, right by the men's restrooms there, a little table balloons. Man, I encourage you. We've got some new connect groups starting some financial peace connect groups and some things about finances. And then some of our hiking groups, we have a lot of groups. We have about 30 different groups right now. And so I'd encourage you just stop by that pop-up table, uh, meet those guys, see if you uh, want to get involved in a group. And then maybe you want to lead a group. If you do, come on, maybe you want to take a stretch this year and open up your home and, and say, you know what, God, I'll just, I'll lead a group. Maybe it's around a prayer, a book, hanging out, dinner. It, it's just whatever you want to do to, to, that you enjoy. Maybe it's cooking. Use that to get around Jesus and bring people around Jesus together and, and watch what God would do. I encourage you, stretch and lead. If that's you, uh, Michelle right there, she's over here. Would you raise your hand? Michelle does a lot. She's our captain over all of our connect groups. She did, she's got the biggest heart for connection and connect groups here. Let me tell you, she came in. Come on, y'all give Michelle a hand. She volunteer, gives her time. She's a mama. They got the prettiest baby on the planet. And so, but but this, this lady, she put, she's got a PhD and all this stuff. She came in, she put together a 45-page PhD presentation on what we need for small groups. Let me tell you, it's going to be the best small group year we've ever had. And so Dylan loves small groups and his family. And I, I just want to, I'm just put, I'm putting extra time in this because, man, we got to have relationships. We can't, we can't do this by ourselves, man. This is not an isolated kingdom and we can all come in here and, and a bunch of us in a room together, but this isn't where it stops. This is where it starts. And I just want to say, if this is where it stops for you, don't let it be. Don't let it be. If this is your church, don't let this room be where it stops. I want to encourage you in that. And as your pastor, I want to kind of, you know, just kind of push you on. Is that okay? Can I push you a little bit? It's going to be good for you this year. Let's jump into the word. Uh, Luke 11, we're looking at the Lord's prayer. And uh, Jesus gave us the model prayer. Uh, he said, this is how I want you to pray. And uh, I think that it's a good way to pray. It doesn't mean you have to do it exactly like this, but he gives us a template, kind of an outline, and uh, gives us a little bit of a roadmap for prayer. Last week, we looked at some powerful thoughts. I'm going to jump in again, just read down through the verse. Uh, it'll be on the screen for you. If you've got your Bibles, you can open those. If you've got your phones, turn those on. If not, you can look at the screen. Luke chapter 11, it says this, verse 1, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased praying, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So there was this uh, request and desire to learn to pray. They were praying in public. It was a group thing. Teach us, teach all of us to pray. And so Jesus says this, when you pray, verse two, pray our father in heaven, just honoring God, hallowed be thy name, holy, revered. That word hallowed is kind of weird, like holy, honorable, you know, just revered is your name. Your name's amazing. You're, 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 you're everything to me. You're, you're, you're just honoring God. You're praising God. Hallowed be your name. We start with praise. We talked about it. And then, and then we go into petition. This verse right here is the hinge verse before we start asking for stuff. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today or give us day by day our daily bread. One translation says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. 
And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then, and then in Matthew, it says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. Jesus says, when you pray, pray in this manner. So I, I want to focus in on verse uh, three, seven specific words. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. That's really a foundation for you and I to understand what God wants us to ask for. Um, Jesus tells us here's uh, a way to pray. Last week we looked at prayer and when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's the purpose of prayer. Right there, last week was the purpose of prayer. Why? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. What's kingdom? We talked about it. Kingdom, where the king has dominion. It's a two-part Latin word, kingdom. Wherever the king is, there should be dominion, right? The kingdom comes. So the prayer, thy kingdom come, the purpose of prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, is saying, God, take more dominion in my heart. Take more dominion in my mind. Lord, if you're the king and I'm praying for your kingdom to come, let your kingdom dictate my, my life. Let me make decisions based on what's good for your kingdom, not just my kingdom. Let me make decisions based on your kingdom. And Lord, your will be done in me. Your will's better than my will. So there's the purpose of prayer. Before we get to asking for stuff, we're, we're setting the stage. Okay, God, you have dominion. Your will be done before I ask for anything. And now Jesus says, then ask the Father, give us this day our daily bread. So today I want to talk about the title for today is just the provision of prayer. Last week, the purpose of prayer. We're in a series called Dear Jesus talking about prayer. Today, I want to look at the provision of prayer. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it doesn't change. Thank you that we can come to you and that you want to provide. Thank you that you gave us a model. You taught us to pray. Lord, help us pray. Lord, prayer is not easy. Uh, prayer takes some time and some dedication and some, some separation. Lord, it's not, it's not hard either. It's not that we have to uh, figure out all the right words to say. It's just a conversation. The hard part is just making the time, just talking to you, just coming to you. Thank you that we can just come to you like a friend, like a father, and we can communicate with you. Thank you that when we talk, you speak back, Lord, that you're still the God that talks. So we want to hear you. Open our spirit, open our ears to hear you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the provision of prayer. I, uh, I've gone to dinner with a lot of people. You ever go to dinner with somebody and you pay for dinner and you're like, you know, the guys fight over the check. It's a little bit of a wrestling match. I was, with, I was at breakfast the other day with a friend and I went to pay for the check and he was like, I will make a scene. He's like, I will flip over your bowl. I had some quinoa left in the bowl because I'll flip that bowl over. And I, and I'm out, I wasn't like one of those things where I really was going to let him pay, but I just took it early. Come on, guys. Y'all know who you are. You're like, no. Oh, okay. Like on the first time, you're like, okay, you got it. <laughs> I, was, I was really going to pay. I was like, I got this. And, I, and, he, and then he told me, and he's like, I, he, I saw it in his eyes. He's like, I will make a scene. I, I, I saw the check back over to him. I was like, the only reason I'm doing this right now is because I believe you. <laughs> I gave it back. And, uh, but you know, you have, you go to a meal and someone, they pay for it. And like, it's a big dinner or whatever you get steak get whatever you get a good, good dinner, good meal. And that you pay. And then they say, let, let me get the tip. I'm like, well, I just paid like $200 for a dinner. You want to get to, you want to get to $40 tip. Like you, you're like, 
No, 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 let me get the tip. Like, you're gonna, I just paid for dinner. Come on, I'm not gonna try to embarrass anybody, but you know who you are. Like, let me just, let me just get the tip. I've done it in my younger years. I don't do it anymore. It's like, it's like, let me get the tip. Like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, they wanna buy dinner. They wanna bless me. They wanna provide a meal for me. They wanna, they wanna do it. And I'm gonna think I can add a little change to it. Like, this, can't I just receive a meal? Can I just receive a blessing? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't offer to get the tip. Just let the man or the woman pay for your meal. There's never been one time I've been to dinner with my father and we've had great dinners with all types of, you know, different courses. And I've never looked at him and said, Hey dad, let me get the tip. <laughs> he would look at me and be like, what are you, son, what are you talking? Have you lost your mind? Can, can we just allow our father God to provide for us? Like, like he wants to provide for you. He wants to, he wants to provide courses and, and meals and the dessert. My father's provided all types of amazing things for me. And I've never offered one time to get the tip. Our father in heaven wants to provide. My earthly father wants to provide for the meal and pay for the whole thing. I don't need to pay the tip for my earthly father. Why am I going to try to add to it and beg for it and pay some part of it for my heavenly father? Come on. The, the first thought for, for God wanting to provide is very simple. God wants us to pray for natural provision. I only have two points today. I know last week I said God wants us to ask, and that's, that was kind of general. But God wants you to ask for natural provision. Like God wants you to ask for a good school for your kids. God wants you to ask for a good job. God wants you to ask for, to, to have a car that runs so it can be a blessing to get you to and from work. God wants you to ask for, for some clothes so you can go to work and you can have a jacket and you can have maybe two or three coats so you can bless somebody else. With. God wants you to, we have a food pantry. I was talking with a good friend on the back road today. I said, man, thank you for serving in the food pantry. And, and he's one of my neighbors. And he said, man, everybody has to eat. You know, thank God that he wants to provide food and you guys give and, and you sow seed in here so we can buy food every month and feed people that are hungry and God wants to provide. And so God wants you and I to ask for provision. Somehow, sometimes we think it's selfish to ask. God wants your kids to, to get a scholarship or God wants your kids to be able to go to the right school or God wants your, your, your family to be healthy. And whole, not, Natural provision is not selfish to ask for. It says, give us. I mean, the very first thing, listen to this. You need to get this. He tells us to say, give us before forgive us. Some of y'all can't get, can't, can't with a clear conscience ask, give us because you still are stuck on forgive us. And so if you can understand that God wants you to, to, to be blessed and he wants to give to you, not conditional upon your behavior. Come on, we're going to get to forgive us next week. Come on, somebody. We need forgive us. But, but his provision, his give us is not conditional on forgive us. Come on. Give us comes first. And so it's okay that it's not selfish to ask God, hey, God, I need you to take care of some of my natural needs. God is a rewarder. That's just his nature. His nature is a giver. Hebrews eleven six says it this way. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And listen to the context of this verse. He who comes to God must believe he is, listen to this, and he is a rewarder, he is a giver to those or of those who diligently seek him. That God literally, his nature is to give when you ask. His nature is to reward when you seek him. Diligently. Like, not once every three years. Come on, somebody. 
But like when you literally begin to say, God, I want you to take care of and give to me my natural needs. I need that. That is not selfish. As a father at Christmas, come on, my kids know good gifts versus bad gifts. Anybody got kids at the stage where they'll still tell you that gift was terrible? Come on. My kids are a little bit older now, so they're more mature. They won't tell you to your face. So kind of. But they, but they used to, but like when they get a good gift, they light up. What do I do all year long when, when I'm getting ready, preparing for Christmas as a father? I ask my wife what the kids like. I'm listening to what they like. I'm listening to what's cool in culture. I'm li- I mean, you know, that, that's not sinful. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to, to what they might, that they might want, what they like to wear, their different style. I, I, I'm, I'm planning and strategizing and finding myself, figuring out and preparing and providing and working all for the sake of seeing their excitement and and their joy and their face light up on that day when they open up something that they actually love. And, and think about it. Like, like why, why do I have to do, how do I have to do that? I have to listen to them. If I don't know them, I don't know what they like. I have to talk to my wife. I have to work. I have to provide. If I do that as a natural father, how much more does your father in heaven want to strategize and plan and prepare and listen to you talk to him and say, oh, that's what they need. That's what they like. And then begin to provide according to all of his provision, which is way more than my provision, what you need and what maybe is practical and what maybe isn't practical. I provide my kids with things that are practical. Come on, their mom got them a little first aid kit for their, for their cars. And so they got, and they're like, well, this is not real exciting, but they're, but you know, it's like, well, you'll, you'll be thankful if you, if you got a flat tire, you're dying out there on the road. You know what I'm saying? So there's some practical stuff, and then there's also some impractical stuff. They're little, they're little, you know, Nikes cost way too much. Come on, it's impractical. You know, but, but as a father, God is, is providing for us and wants to see our face light up. He only gives good gifts. The scriptures say that he, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of heavenly lights. He, he's revealing himself as one that gives you and I good gifts. I want to get it into your mind. It is not selfish for you to go through this year and go, God, I need you to help me. I need provision. I, I, I want God, give us, give me. It's not selfish. And, I, and, and we'll talk about that in a minute, a little bit. But think about it. When God revealed his name, the very first time God revealed himself was Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. The first introduction of who I am, the first name of who he is, is I'm God, your provider. I think we have so much fear and worry so often around providing. Many theologians believe that when Jesus quoted this, give us this day our daily bread, he was quoting Exodus 16, 4. Let's go there. It says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. He says, there's going to be a certain quota of manna every day or of bread every day. God says, I want to give you this daily provision. And it's actually going to be a test that provision is a test that there, I'm going to give you this every day. It's going to be on the ground. He says, give us this day, our daily bread. Give us this day. Isn't that redundant? He could have said, give us our bread or give us our daily bread. But he said, give us this day our daily bread. Why? 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 It's weird. Like, give us this day because God wanted the Israelites and his children to be dependent on him every single day for provision. He wanted you to come to him every day. He wanted you to be dependent on him every day. He wanted you to. Here, here's, the, here's the test. It's a daily trust test. 
It's a morning by morning test. When we're saying, God, give me this day, my daily bread. Am I going to come to him this day and believe for provision? He's going to provide bread. It was manna is what they called it. We'll look at that in a minute. I wrote this down. If God alone is your source, you will have all the resource you need. Because if God's the source, everything else is just a resource. It's just a source redistributed. Resource means a source redistributed. So God's my source, and so everything else in my life is just a resource from him. If God is not my source, then I'm scrounging and looking and worried about resource to try to figure out how to resource myself in any way that I can. But if God is my source, I have plenty of resource every day. Why, why, give us this day our daily bread. Why did God design us as the creator to eat every day? He could have designed you and I to eat once a month. Some of us might be better, better off for that. <laughs> he could have designed us to eat quarterly. He could have designed us to eat every three days. He designed you and I and our bodies to eat every day. Why? As a reminder that we need him every day. That we're created and designed to need sustenance every day. That I need it every day. We as Americans pray, God, give me my annual bread. Give me, my, give me my bread, my CEO bread, Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> CEO Christians. Give me, give me, my, give me, give me it when, I, when we just come into January and we, and we just pray that one time for a few days in January. God, give me it. No, no, no. He's saying, don't, don't come back to me next year. The test is, would you come to me every day and say, okay, you're not out of sight, out of mind. I need you every single day, God. I need provision today, God. I'm not going to bank on everything I got stored. I need you today, oh God. Uh, for me, I, I'm a visionary, so it's hard sometimes. We were in, in 21 days of prayer. And we, we were one of the mornings about three days ago. It was the third day. Come on, made it over the hump. We hadn't eaten and all this, and we're, we're getting ready. And, and it's a powerful day. And at the end of that day, there's a buddy of mine. He's in the middle row here, and he's sitting there. He's praying and fasting. And, and uh, I walk up to him. I'm all pumped up. I'm like, man, it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year. I was pumped. I mean, it's like uh, more people than ever. Can I tell you, more people than ever in the history of our church are in here praying in the mornings. Can I tell you? God's doing something. Thank you for showing up and praying. I said, it's going to be a great year. He looked at me and goes, it's going to be a great day. And the Holy Spirit like convicted me. The Holy Spirit just grabbed me. I was like, you're right. I got to win the day before I win the year. I, I, I got to hear God today before I worry about the year. I got I got a vision for a year, but I, I need God. To, yeah, thank you. Thank you. This is going to be a good day. I'm going to have a good attitude today. I'm going to be strong today. I'm going to hear the Lord's, the Lord's voice today. I got, I got provision today. I need daily bread. And, and I think sometimes we get out there and it's like, God, do this this year. Let it be a good 2022. We lump all of our life into this number of a new calendar year. Yeah, 2022. No, no, no. Today, let me win. What are you saying to me today? I used to call my dad up about every six months in college. I need a little money, dad. Come on. He's like, oh, well, I know. That's why the phone call's coming. Like, is that how we're interacting with God? Or are we trusting him every day? Exodus 16, 15. So when the children of Israel saw, listen, this is important because I'm going to tell you to pray for provision, but look how it comes. Exodus 16, 15. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And so God put bread on the ground, this coriander seed. It was in the seed form. And when the, when the Jews saw it, they were like, ooh, what, what is it? Manna means what is it? God didn't call it manna. God called it bread. They named it manna. 
They saw it. They went, ooh, what is it? And we still do that in our life all the time. You're, you're like, I need provision, God. I, I need you to do something, God. And you, you say, oh, I'm going to put you into a new job. Ooh, what is it? I'm going to give you a new boss. Ooh, whoa, whoa, I'm praying for provision. Oh, God, not a new boss. I'm going to actually give you some things you're going to have to walk through that you don't enjoy. Ooh, I thought I was praying for provision. I'm going to give you an idea that's impossible. Ooh, I asked for provision, God. I'm going to give you strength in your body. Oh, ooh, what is it? We just think that we're going to pray. God, give me provision. And it's just going to show up on the plate, all cooked, medium rare, somebody. A lot of food references. We're fasting. You know what I'm saying? It's going to just going to show up on the plate. No, the, the manna or the bread showed up every morning in seed form. They had to go out and collect it. They had to prepare it. They had to cook it down. They had to get it on the plate. They had to work. I'm just saying, as you begin to pray for provision this year, you still have your part to do to prepare and, and pray and go out and work and gather what God's given you and get resources, fill out a resume, do some, and everybody in the planet's hiring right now. Come on, somebody, you can find a job. Somebody's offering, somebody wrote me, we, we support some, something called soccer shots, um, a, a, a soccer ministry for two-year-olds to eight-year-olds. They're hiring at 18 bucks an hour. If anybody in here, I'm just, if you need a job, 18 bucks an hour, uh, 30 minute sessions, working well with kids, 18 years and up. If you need that job, come on, I'm giving you somebody a job right now. Uh, you got, you got it's soccer shots. See me after go to connection. Let us know about 30 hours a week, uh, I, I believe, or thir- excuse me, 30 sessions a week. So about 10, 15 hours. They got some part-time roles, 18 bucks an hour right there. Come on. God just supplied for you in Jesus name in church right there. You know, I think sometimes we just want it to, to happen, but we got to work it and prepare and go out. God, provide for me. Exodus 16, verse 16 through 18. Is this helping anybody? It, it says this in the, in the word about bread. It says, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Jesus is talking about this kind of bread. Let every man gather according to each one's own need. Everybody say your need. Let everyone gather according to each one's need. One omer for each person, according to the number of persons. Let every man take those, uh, take for those that are in his tent. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered. Listen to this. So some more, some less. So, so this, no one likes this gospel in, in today's age, but it, it is. Some gathered more, some less. But listen. So when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. So, so everybody was called to go out and gather for their house what each one had need of, depending on how big the family was. One omer for each person. And it said it was a perfect amount for every family. And so when we pray, God is saying, pray for provision, need. When he says he supplied according to every person's need, bread symbolizes need. And so when you pray for your family, pray for the need of that each person in the family. What is, what is my son need? What does my daughter need? What does my wife need? I pray, what is your business need? God, give bread to my business so I can supply for all the employees and all the people and all the, God, give bread to my son. Give bread to my children and my daughter for their school. Their need is this. And as you begin to pray for bread, you're actually praying for need. And it says that there was perfect amount for every family member and, and God's wanting us to be dependent on him for the needs that we have. Does that make sense? I, I pray over you all all the time for the need in your families, for the need in your job, that God, that you would find it in Christ, that you would be dependent on him, but that God would take care of the past of the bread and the need in your family. I want to pastor that way. God bless and, and supply for the people that are in our house, jobs and ideas. I had somebody come to me this morning. They said, you taught on tithe pastor. And, uh, and when you taught on it, my wife and I were in a little bit of a di- different spot. We kind of just, we're getting unified on it. And as we did, 
He said, we started tithing and we made $1,000 in cryptocurrency in one week when everything in crypto was going down. We made an extra thousand in that week. I was like, come on, won't he do it? He's like, it was, got, you know, now I'm not saying go put all your savings into cryptocurrency. Somebody's going to leave here and be like, pastor selling cryptocurrency. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that there, there's these, these ways that God can supply for your need as you continue to take the gospel in and believe it. Jesus taught a provision gospel. His, listen to me real quick. Not a, not a prosperity gospel, not a poverty gospel, a provision gospel. That, that is the balance, right? That we would have all that we need and then we could help other people as well. God wants to supply for your needs. So again, ask your father daily. God, I need, I need things. My family has needs. I have needs. God, I'm not, I'm not trying to be selfish. Would you please, God, hear me. He's a, he's a rewarder. He's a giver. Let me just, let me just clear, clarify this for you. A lot of times we, we take our, we think we're more spiritual than God. And so we say things like, I'm asking, but I don't, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to seek God, but he, if he doesn't have to answer and I don't need anything in return and I don't, he doesn't need to reward me for any of that. Can I tell you, that's not his nature. His nature says that he will reward you when you seek him diligently. So to expect your, yourself to seek him with no incentive is super spiritual pride that's saying that you're holier than God's nature. <laughs> that we would literally go, you know what? God, if you're a rewarder and you're one that's gonna reward me diligently, I'm gonna take you at your word and I'm gonna believe that you wanna pour out so much blessing that I can't even contain it and I'm gonna be a blessing to others and I'm gonna be a blessing to work and I'm gonna be a blessing to church and I'm gonna be promoted and blessed because I wanna bless other people. I just think we got to get ourselves in line with who God is. So number one, God wants you to ask for, for natural provision. Number two, very simple. God wants you to pray for spiritual provision. He wants you to daily pray for spiritual provision. There's been a 1700 year debate about if this verse is spiritual or natural. Give us this day, our daily bread. Is this spiritual or natural? It's both. It's both. And, and so the debate is that God wants to provide for both. God uses the word bread. He doesn't use the word food. Give us this, this day our daily food. No, it's not about just food. It's not about just stuff. It's actually about spirituality, like things from God, words from God. He says, listen, I want you to ask for bread. In the Gospels, it says that healing is the children's bread. And so, so literally, if you're a king's kid, you've got spiritual food and provision where you can't be kept in bondage. You can't be kept in slavery. You can't enslave a king's kid. So often we're kept in, in, in bondage in areas of our life where Jesus is saying, no, no, there's spiritual food for you that actually can set you free, make you strong from the inside out. You've got to ask God for this type of bread, this type of spiritual power. John 6, 31 says this, our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus had just fed 5,000 people in the desert. And so this is, the, this is what they say to Jesus. Hey, our fathers gave us manna. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus answers and says this in verse 32. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you bread from heaven, but my father gives you the bread that came down from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the whole world. And this is what they all say. Give us this bread. We want to eat that. And Jesus is like, y'all aren't getting it still. He's like, I am the bread. 
I am the spiritual food. I am the life. I am what will sustain you. I am what will bring you life. Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy 8, 3, verse 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, by sustenance, by your income, by the natural provisions, by the, the car that he wants. But you don't live by that stuff alone. But, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. Come on, he wants to give you natural provision and supernatural provision. He wants to give you a word every day, like a word from God, morning by morning. God, give me this day my daily bread. Yes. I need a word from you today, God. God wants to speak to you a word from his mouth every day. And he wants you to wake up. You know, most stress is in the morning when we get out of bed, worried about manna. Is there going to be anything there? Is there going to be enough supply? Most of that worry, God's saying, listen, I don't want you to worry about manna. Manna's off the menu. Now it's called Messiah. Now it's called Jesus. Now it's called we wake up and he's got a word for us. He's got a voice. He wants to talk to us and direct us morning by morning. That's why most of you or a lot of us at times are so inundated with fear and worry and Omicron and Delta and CNN and NBC and Fox and, and, and Joe Rogan and, and President so-and-so. That's why we're all just tossed to and fro. Why? Because you have no prophetic word inscribed over your heart from the mouth of God every day. If you'd wake up and get a word from God inscribed on your heart from the Holy Spirit and God would speak to you and you've got a word from God, nothing can kill you. Nothing can tell you. You say, you got a word from God about your future. You can't kill me. I'm not done. Paul was in a shipwreck. His ship's going down. Everybody's screaming, we're going to die. Paul had been visited by an angel. The angel says, you got to go to Rome and testify about me. And Paul says, I can't die here. I got to go to Rome. Some of y'all need a prophetic word about your future. It will kill fear on your present. When I'm on a plane and turbulence hits, I'm like, hold on, devil. I got to preach a sermon on Sunday. <laughs> this plane can't go down. I got a prophetic word about Sunday. You need to get up day by day and get your daily word from God, a prophetic unction from the spirit of God to give you confidence. Man, I need a word. Talk to God daily. He just, that's the test. Come to me first and talk to me. Don't worry about manna. You got Messiah daily bread. I'm going to finish and I'm going to pray for you. I hope the Holy Spirit's speaking something to you today. God wants us to ask. God wants to give us natural and spiritual provision. And, and here's really, let me say this. Here, here's the two-part test. Two tests with this manna stuff. This is what God told him in Exodus 16. He said this. He said, I want you to go out and every morning there's going to be manna on the ground, bread from heaven on the ground. And I want you to go out and I want you to gather enough for your family. And I want you to put enough in an omer and I want you to come back into your home and I want you to eat with your family and I want you to go out again the next day and work and ask me for provision, trust me and get it and gather. You know what they did first and foremost? They went out and they got so scared there wasn't going to be enough that they gathered so much. And it says the next day when they woke up, it had worms and it was rotten and it had maggots all in it because of how much they gathered. And, and then the second test was, I want you to go out and I want you to gather it on six days. And on the seventh day, I want you to rest. I want you to not work. I want a Sabbath. I want you to honor it. I want to model rest for you. God rested on the seventh day. He modeled it for you and I. 
He said, I want you to rest. I want you to trust me that I can do more in your life in those six days than I can you working and grinding. And now, obviously, we have a five-day work week in some situations, and it's different in schedules. But, but the concept is a place of rest in your soul, place of rest in your spirit. And what they did was they went out. He said, I want you to work on, I want you to gather it for six days, and I'm not going to ask you to go out on the seventh day. So on the sixth day, I'm going to supply double so that you don't have to go out and you can prepare what you have. And the double that you supply, that you get on the sixth day will not rot. So the two-part test was that we would not go out and hoard, huh? or there'd be rot, or we would not overstress and work, or there'd be rot, and we wouldn't trust him. Can I tell you that the two areas that there's probably more rot in the world is a place of stress over finances and getting more and having more and having more and getting more. Just the mindset of I've got to get, I've got to grab, I've got to, and, and not just trusting God to give you what he, I'm not saying don't work. I'm just saying the mindset of more is going to rot your soul. And God's saying, if you would just trust him and believe him to take care, come get a daily provision and a daily word. And, and the other thought is that I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm going to work hard. I'm not going to worry about the Sabbath. I've got to make a way for myself. I've got to work hard. I've got to do it. That, that'll rot your soul and your health and your body and your mind as well. I'm so thankful that I've got a provider named God, named Jehovah Jireh. Come on. Are you thankful for Jehovah Jireh today? My father in heaven, Holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Would you just, I'm just going to give it a little, just a little moment. Just let the Holy Spirit just zero in on something for you right now. What is it? I just, I think through this whole time of prayer, just let the Holy Spirit real quick speak to you. I trust God. What do you need to trust him? What do you need to work on daily bread? What does it look like for you right now? Speak to us, Lord. Father, for being a good provider. We're so blessed, Lord. Thank you for caring about the needs of our house, the needs of our children, the needs of our natural, our natural needs. Thank you for caring about the supernatural needs we have, the spiritual needs we have. Lord, let us neglect neither. Thank you for blessing us to be a blessing. Lord, we don't want to hoard and gather more than what you've called us to. Give us what we can handle so that we can be a blessing to those around us. You know what we can handle. You said that each family gathered the perfect amount. It was just the right amount for that family. Lord, thank you that you know our homes, our needs, our jobs, our, our callings, our passions, our fears, our wants. And we just come to you as a, as a good father. I pray for anyone that's in lack today, they would know they're not alone. They've got a church family that's here to help and love and bless. Lord, anybody that needs provision or a job, open up a window, open up a door. Lord, anyone that's worried about a meal or how they're going to feed their kids, God forbid they would not talk to us. Lord, let them talk to us. We're in this together. Lord, those medical bills that are too heavy for someone, let us help. Lord, let us be a let us be a resource. You're the source. You're the source, Jesus. Let us be a resource. Let us just take your, your source and be a resource. Redistribute those, your sources that you give us everywhere, God. Lord, thank you that if you get it to us, 
you can get it through us. Lord, we just declare we're a church that it'll, it'll go all around the world. Thank you for the perfect daily bread, God. Thank you for speaking to us right now. Lord, if someone's hasn't heard your voice in a while, I pray that this next morning or tonight, Lord, when they get apart with you, that you would speak so clearly. Lord, speak a prophetic word over someone that's full of fear. Speak a loving word over someone full of fear this morning. You said that perfect love casts out fear. Jesus, you are perfect love. That we don't have to worry about manna because we got Messiah. Messiah, thank you. You're a savior. You're a healer. You're a friend. You're a, you're a Lord. You're a leader. Thank you for leading us to good pasture today. Lord, I just speak rest over people that are even coming into this new year thinking, I got 55,000 goals I got to meet and 33 ideas and I got one week to get all my resolutions done. Lord, I just ask peace and rest right now for your kids, oh God. Lord, that we would just rest and trust in you, that the grace, the grace gospel is that you've done it. We don't have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. You reverse that curse. You said that we'd have favor, that we would grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and people. I thank you for unexpected favor on your family. Unexpected jobs, unexpected provision, unexpected ideas, unexpected favor, growing in favor. Lord, I thank you for just obedience that brings favor. God, we want to hear your word from your mouth today. Speak to children. Speak to the next generation. I thank you that you said that, that the little ones would lead us. Lord, I thank you for provision. I thank you for whatever couple is praying for a baby right now. Just as a family, they're not alone. We pray right now for a miracle of, of, just, of just supernatural strength. You said that, that Sarah, by faith, received strength to conceive. Lord, I pray for strength to conceive in the natural and the spiritual this year strength in mind, strength in body, strength in soul to conceive all you have for us by the Holy Spirit this year, God. Pray for someone that's feeling feeble or weak that you would strengthen them by your family and your body by the Holy Spirit today. If you're online and you're listening, I pray strength into your home right there. I pray that you'd receive strength to conceive all God has for you this year. I pray you'd conceive, you'd receive and strength so that you could conceive what God has for you that love him. Holy Spirit, reveal to them right now, even at home in their car or listening through the, the phone or their computer, whatever, that they, they would get strength, Lord, to get provision from you this year by faith. I thank you for your word today, God. If you're in this place, just for a second, no one looking around, I'm not going to judge you or embarrass you or stand you up or bring you forward. But if you'd say, you know what, pastor, I, I need, I need Jesus. You said that he's the daily bread. Maybe, maybe you've been doing life on your own. You've been leading yourself. You've been pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, trying to make your life right. And he's not your leader and he's not your Lord. And you know, today's the day that you say, you know what? I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus. He can be the leader of my life. The Bible says this, that if you would surrender to Jesus, you get a fresh start with God. No one looking around. If that's you in this place, I want to pray for you. you. Say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God. Would you just put your hand to me right now? I need a fresh start. God bless you. Thank you for your boldness. I need a fresh start today. I need Jesus to be my Lord and my leader this year. I'm ready to surrender my life to him. Come on, maybe you did that years ago and you kind of strayed or maybe you've never done that and you're ready to say, you know what, Jesus, I'm gonna give you my life. If you're online, 
Just type it right now. I need a fresh start. We want to pray for you. I'm going to pray with us. Come on, church. Let's pray together. If you put your hand up, pray this prayer. No magic in the prayer. It's just simple words of surrender. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, you are God. We believe that you came to this planet, that you lived a sinless life, that you took all my sin and all my debt and all my mistakes and failures and all my shame, and you, you went to a cross with it, and you were killed and annihilated on that tree, and you took all that and nailed it to the tree. And you said that you rose from the dead and gave me a brand new heart and a brand new life. You gave me fresh cleanliness from all my sin. You made me a brand new person. I receive that today. I will serve you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I will serve you the rest of my life in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. Love you guys so much. Let God be your provider. Put your confidence in Jesus. Have an amazing week. We'll see you tomorrow morning for 6 a.m. prayer. Love you. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.